0: This episode of the Two Idiots Podcast is brought to you in part by Adorned by Ruth. Valentine's Day is coming, folks. Are you looking for a unique gift to wow your special person? Check out Adorned by Ruth, a local jewelry brand that offers one-of-a-kind, high-quality earrings, bracelets, and necklaces.
1: Adorned by Ruth jewelry is made using sterling, silver, and gold-filled metal filled is recommended by jewelers as a great alternative to solid gold because of its high content of gold as opposed to gold-plated jewelry. It's durable, water-resistant, and a fraction of the cost of solid gold.
0: Adorned by Ruth jewelry can be found on Etsy as well as on her website, which is adornedbyruth.com. If you're searching on Etsy, though, type the name without spaces, and Ruth also makes custom pieces and will work with you to create the jewelry item you want.
1: Adorned by Ruth makes gifting easy. Each jewelry piece comes packaged in a beautiful branded gift box so it's gifting ready. If you want to add your own message, just leave her a note at checkout and she'll hand print it onto a gift card. TIP listeners get a special discount code that can be used at both the AR website and Etsy store from now until February 14th. Use code TIP10, that's TIP10, for a 10% discount on your cart total.
0: And if you're a local buyer, you can leave Ruth a note at checkout on either her website or on Etsy to arrange a contactless order, drop off, or pick up for COVID, all that good stuff. So definitely check out adornedbyruth.com and also her Etsy store, etsy.com slash CA slash shop adornedbyruth.
1: You can also find Ruth on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest.
0: Boom. Check her out, folks. made it in te-
2: technical difficulties but we made it
0: <laughs> yeah that's not uncommon
3: that's
2: uh
0: par for the course
2: i mean it's on brand with the podcast name so
0: that's right <laughs> exactly that's that's why we have it like that we uh, keep expectations low
2: <laughs> i love it awesome yeah no okay. i um there's something messed with my google meets too uh my work always uses it and i have to like I can't join through a link. I need the actual code, but it's Weird. all good.
0: Cool. Well, we made it.
2: Nice <laughs> to meet you guys.
0: Yeah, yep. you too. So, I'm Reg. Obviously, I don't know if you can see the name. That's Randy.
2: Hi. Reg and Randy. Two R's. Yeah. Easy to remember.
0: Yeah, a couple of R's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Two Days Podcast. I'm Reg. I'm Randy. Whoops. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. might have to redo that. I forgot oh, to record Reg the video.
1: Oh, fucked up fucked
0: up well you know what Podcast. who cares it's i'll just over. i'll just put the logo <laughs> until right uh, now there you go <laughs> it's fine it's fine nobody watches youtube anyway anyway uh joining <laughs> us this week <laughs> we have uh mr julian and welcome here
2: welcome. thanks for having me guys
0: winnipeg sensation
2: <laughs> something like that yeah i don't <laughs> know if people you guys are out of where again side back
0: around Steinbeck yeah New Mm Bothwell area Steinbeck southern rural Manitoba (laughs) yes
2: living the dream
0: oh I don't know no
2: (laughs) you want to call it that sure
0: (laughs) yeah somebody somebody's dream maybe but uh certainly not mine most days
2: any publicity is good publicity right so no
0: no that's not true (laughs) well we had a hugs over mask protest again yesterday in Steinbeck um so that is not good publicity bad bad oh, publicity
2: no. yeah I, I think with the jokes I've made I don't think I'm going to be able to buy any cars there any soon
3: <laughs> which sucks but
0: yeah um, it won't be worth the trip just to get like
2: stoned to death <laughs> across the board.
0: that's fair I'm not sure if it was ever worth the trip but it seems it's seemingly less yeah. and less last little bit so
2: I went to a private Christian uh high school and so most of them are Mennonite and so I've already been to like a handful of Steinbach weddings. So <laughs> you I, get the I've, gist. I've made the yeah. the trek out there before once or twice.
3: <laughs> That's great. For,
0: um, you
1: you know the deal out here then. <laughs> Yeah, wedding. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Married just... on a Sunday, no dancing. Yeah.
0: loves it. Oh, <laughs> well, we've definitely been to those. Yeah, you're in the you're in the church basement. The meal is just Fospa, so you just get, you know, cheese and luncheon <laughs> yeah. and meats and uh you don't touch each other. <laughs>
2: Skip the dishes, catered from Boston Pizza, Steinbach's excellent. That
0: would be amazing. I That would that be would better be. than most of the Mennonite weddings I've been to.
2: Yeah, that would actually probably be better for sure. <laughs> sure.
0: Oh, that's great. Boston
2: um, Pizza's a sin. Who
0: knows? <laughs> Everything's a sin. It's all sinful. Um, yeah. That's funny. How does? Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that you went to uh, a private Christian school uh Which one? And uh, how did you end up in (laughs) the profession you're in?
2: uh, Yeah, I went to Linden Christian School, actually, Um, since grade three, and I graduated. I could have gone to St. Paul's or Massey, but um, I had a really core group of friends there, so I wasn't really wanting to make a jump. Like I'm still in touch with a lot of my high school buddies, which is pretty unique. I feel like, I don't know, after... The first year or two, you kind of lose touch, but we've been able to remain really close brothers. And The disciples. Uh, it was good to kind of get a balance because I think if I got thrown into a public school, I'd be in jail or something like that. It was nice <laughs> to kind of have some moral uh, compass instilled in me. And uh, I also played basketball. I was the starting point guard. So I knew I wasn't good enough to like go to St. Paul's and start. So. Figured I'd just stay in like the lowest tier so I can actually maybe get like two or four points in a game.
1: So (laughs) it's very small pond, baby. Yeah, Yeah.
2: exactly, exactly.
0: (laughs) I'm sure that's I'm sure that's what every Christian school loves to hear. That uh, yeah, we we want our students to stay not for the theology, (laughs) not for the, (laughs) but just for the starting basketball.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was it was a very different uh, experience. Like I've I've definitely. Encompass some uh, true stories and some of my stand-up comedy uh, that people like think I made it up, but it you really it <laughs> makes my job as a comedian pretty easy when you could just pull from actual real stories <laughs> from yeah. from a, a school like that because they're like, what the hell? There's no way this is real.
0: <laughs> oh man, that those jokes, um, depending on what they are, might either fly where we're from or not not do well at all because everybody will know that it's a true story.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because apparently, like grad committees in the past have like wanted me to do comedy at their grad, and then all the <laughs> teachers are like, "No, we are not <laughs> letting that happen." What's uh,
0: what's one of those true stories? Any come to mind that uh, that you worked into an act or into a bit? Uh, I
2: mean. Yeah, yeah. There's one that really uh, always sticks out. It was kind of my closer for a bit, but um. We had chapel every single Friday, which was uh, very similar to church. We'd sing songs and do worship, and then they'd have, like, a a guest speaker. And one time, chapel started really, like, differently, where um, they're like, hey, we, just because there's such a big sample size of you kids, we agreed to let this flower uh, company run the survey with you kids. (laughs) So we all got this flower, and there was about 300 of us kids, and we're supposed to, like, rated on a scale from one to 10 for texture color and smell so obviously not covid friendly but we all passed the same uh flower around and we were all (laughs) rating it ranking it and then it went back to the normal chapel stuff where we're getting brainwashed and no (laughs) but then uh yeah there was a guest speaker who came up and the whole topic was about uh not having sex before marriage and he was talking for like 45 minutes straight, and then he ended it by going like, there's this mic drop moment where he's like, okay kids, remember that survey you did at the beginning of chapel? That was actually all a lie. <laughs> now what I want you to do is think about your virginity like this and he held up a perfect red rose and then he held up a flower that every kid had been touching and playing with it was all like ripped and torn to shreds. And he looked at his kids and he was like, hey, hey, which one would you rather have? And it was just The the punchline to the joke as I said at the I, I fucked up, I haven't done comedy in months, but it was like uh they told us that if we did um the flower survey we'd all get entered to win a free $10 Subway gift card. So the punchline was like, after he's like, hey, which one would you rather have? I stood up. I yelled, hey, asshole. Do we still get a, like, what's the deal? So that that was a true story.
0: You kind of glitched right in the middle of your punchline.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Did it cut out?
0: Yeah, sort of. It was like, hey, asshole. And then you froze.
2: Oh, I I was like, do we still get the subway gift card so it's like big, uh, uh, big moment of a, a mic drop that he was supposed to have but i don't know there's crazy stories like i remember getting suspended just for like being around people who smoked weed i didn't even like smoke weed and i was suspended for a couple weeks and stuff
0: <laughs> yeah then well that we all know that uh, vice and criminal activity it, it creates an aura and if you're within that mm-hmm. boundary then clearly you're one of them too that's, you're that's corrupt. It works. You're, my, you're yeah.
1: gone. You're gone. The church doesn't want you anymore.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if you walk through downtown Winnipeg, you might as well be stabbing someone. It's the same thing. <laughs> Guilty by association.
0: You haven't yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
1: like a rite of passage.
3: <laughs> Did I get stabbed?
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a knife in my side. Um,
1: so what? Uh, what? What transitioned you out of a? Uh, you know a, a stellar basketball career into comedy <laughs> <laughs> tier
0: seven
2: <laughs> trying too hard uh, i think i was always like that thing of being a class clown since i was a kid like just always having this innate need to try and make other people laugh and uh if i was in a down place or whatnot i, I always felt the sense of relief and a, accomplishment by kind of bringing laughter to other people but it was a long process till I actually started doing comedy I think like a lot of kids I was looking at my life being like hey what's my purpose what can I actually do um you know with my life which is a question that everyone probably ends up asking themselves and (laughs) I don't know long story short with comedy I um there was the rumors Winnipeg's funniest person with a day job contest and uh I think I entered it when I was 19 I'd never done stand-up before. I, like, invited all my friends. And uh, (laughs) it was the first round, and there were supposed to be five people, and two would go through, and only three people showed up. So I was like, okay, I got this in the bag. (laughs) And then I definitely did not. I bombed incredibly terribly. Um, I lost. There was this guy who had, like, a speech impediment and was, like, i thought was just the most like brutal material of all time but i still lost to him so it was like the most embarrassing moment of my (laughs) life uh my girlfriend at the time left me and uh (laughs) i had um i think i I was like okay i'm never doing that again clearly it wasn't meant to be and i just started like tweeting and uh making jokes on the internet which kind of grew a following uh and i kept writing comedy as like a passion and uh, never putting it out anywhere I was writing some bits and then one time I was in Bam for a ski trip and um, I was just absolutely wasted and uh, <laughs> I also had a cold at the time so I was like taking NyQuil and DayQuil at the same time as like drinking so I was loopy and we stumbled into a, a bar that was I guess hosting uh, an open mic comedy contest and it was like one of those like moments from a movie where it was like, does anyone else want to go up? And I went up and told some jokes that I had written and I actually won the the contest. So I like wrote back to all my friends who judged me like, go fuck yourself. I'm actually funny. And, uh, I messaged my ex just being like, yeah, uh, you're missing out now. And, uh, from there it kind of, it, it kind of just grew. I, 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 had to break into the scene that everyone else does, uh, going to open mics and, and whatnot, but it was a very quick uh, process for me to kind of get some credits. Like, I think a year and a half into comedy, I started working at Rumors as uh, actual host and MC, And I got on the Winnipeg Comedy Festival and and uh, opened up some different doors to do comedy in Toronto and Vancouver and stuff. So I've been really blessed. Uh, uh, I'm happy that it hasn't been uh, a crazy long journey and uh, for... Actually, feeling like I'm decent at it, but still, <laughs> obviously, have a long way to go.
0: Sure.
1: This episode of the Two Days podcast is brought to you in part by Manscaped. Are you ready for some football? Football, biggest game of the year is upon us. Football, get some <laughs> on February 7th in Tampa, and it's time to get your balls feeling super. Our partners at Manscaped are here to tell you to join the already two million men who trust Manscaped products for their below-the-waist grooming needs.
0: Take Gronk's advice and shave your super balls. <laughs> wow, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely get uh, get get your Manscaped needs taken care of. Manscaped.com. Uh, we've all been there. Uh, you know, you know. It's for, honestly for the longest time I didn't really want to mess around down there too much with the with the ghetto clipper that I had. But since I got the Manscaped stuff, shit's a breeze. Don't hurt myself. It's easy cleanup, no problems.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, we all we all want to be safe while we're down there. Mm-hmm. So uh, the best thing you can do is get yourself a Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Use the best tools, to reduce nicks and cuts before the best game, and choose the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0, included as the Lawnmower 3.0, which is simply the best hygiene tool for the modern man.
0: Exactly. Then that's because of their ceramic blade and skin safe, trademarked, technology. Your snags will be reduced. Don't settle for unnecessary roughness below the waist, fellas. Come on. It also has waterproof technology and has a 90 minute battery for the, you know, the really tough, the really tough going. You need uh, a little, little extra time.
1: Jesus Christ, 90 minutes. This thing's going to last longer than a Super Bowl. <laughs> now, believe me when I tell you this is the Super Bowl champion of ball trimmers, okay? Mm-hmm. Like six time Lombardi winner here. Mm-hmm. The perfect package 3.0 also comes with Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. Crop Preserver <laughs> is anti-chafing ball deodorant to keep your nuts in the game all four quarters. And
0: the Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extract. Wow, witch hazel extracts that will give your balls a boost in clutch time. Witch hazel. Man,
1: doesn't that witch sound hazel. like what like just what you need? Yeah, witch hazel. You need it. You want it. Witch hazel. Exactly. Now, Manscaped (laughs) even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. And speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and will bring your boxer game to the next level. I'm wearing them right now. They're great. Get them.
0: Holla. Complete your top-to-bottom grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection.
1: It smells good. Do you want to smell good? Get it. (laughs) Now, it's yeah. a whole new balls game, this Super Bowl. Get 20% off free shipping with the code IDIOTS at manscaped.com. Your Super Balls will thank you.
0: <laughs> That's right. Definitely uh, definitely head to manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping with the code IDIOTS, I D I O T S, manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping. Use it, tackle your pubes, and win the Super Bowl in your pants with manscaped. <laughs>
1: Raise your own Lombardi trophy. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, yep. Manscape, check them out. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you now?
1: For sure,
2: uh, twenty-six.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean that—that's yeah. quick. I um, mean, you are younger yeah. than both of us, and we haven't done any stand-up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twenty. 20- <laughs> five if, uh, if we're not counting covid i feel like we should take away a year off of everyone's <laughs> age because this last year shouldn't even count
0: yeah it shouldn't it's or for sure or it adds like five years to everybody's age we're not sure yet. yeah
2: well i feel bad for people who have like massive birthdays during the pandemic and then they <laughs> just have to like zoom with people like i have buddies who turn like nine. I know people who've turned like 19 or like a 20 and uh, having really big birthdays and stuff. (laughs) Can't do anything. Yeah. I'll just uh, smear and off ice them from skip the dishes and call it a day. (laughs) (laughs) My buddy,
0: uh, he turned 18 during the pandemic. Uh, What month was that? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Fall time, maybe. Um, Yeah. And he basically just, uh, his his mom kind of set it up where everybody comes by (laughs) and they pour it. they pour everybody a shot. Yeah, and then you just sort of do a shot on his doorstep and so you kind of have a party without having a party and it's it's something
2: nice. It's not. Well, that was kind the of the thing during the first lockdown was I'd get these messages on Facebook be like, "Hey, there there's this kid who's having a birthday and we want to do like a cruise night where everyone goes by uh mm-hmm. the house." And so like I reposted it and there was like 300, 350 cars that came by. Super successful, but then it's like <laughs> We can't do that for every kid. Sorry. Like, now he's just going to get bullied for the rest of his life because he was the one fucking kid who got a sick birthday during the pandemic, and then that kid's just going to be downhill from there too. Every other birthday he has, yeah. like no one's going to care the same way. Uh the yeah, there's there's definitely some trends there.
0: Yeah, his like, friends you know, over, but Mark he just wants to keep up. He yeah. just wants everybody to come by. Like, <laughs> everybody yeah, needs to drive by now. I, don't don't come over.
2: Exactly. I feel like, too, Reg, you and I were both scared to mention that we had like 18 year old friends. Like, I, I, I saw you kind of like stumble. Like, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I have a bunch of 18 year old my, friends. actually have 17s that I'm just oh, weird. fuck. Falling apart. Yeah. But, uh, Falling apart. Yeah, we poured some shots in their drinks. And we go by <laughs> their house. And...
0: Well, to be fair, to be fair, he's, um, he's my, I guess, my dad's stepson, soon to be. So, I wasn't sure if I wanted okay. to get into how we were connected. So, um, yeah. but regardless.
2: Sounds like a made up story. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sounds
1: pretty made up Save to me. Yeah, the totally. Embarrassment, Rich.
0: <laughs> What's that, Randy?
1: I said, Save yourself the embarrassment, Reg. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I
0: have
1: no shame. No shame.
0: <laughs> we were all 18 once.
2: It happens. Yes. I still get ID'd like I'm 18. So,
0: <laughs> you do look quite Navy young. face. Yeah.
2: I know. I'm gonna age like a Filipino woman. It's gonna be lovely. I think I'll start growing facial hair
1: maybe when I'm 70 or something.
0: It's a good time to start.
1: Just get time like the start. three fuzzes coming out the bottom. That's all you need. Yeah,
2: I know. It just gets patchy. Like I can grow it here a little bit, but then there's just absolute bald spots. So it's it's not my COVID look was pretty rough there for a bit. <laughs> I always
0: need say I always say that uh, yeah, like Asian women look 20 until they're 50, and then they look 80. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. So good for you. I, I hope mean, that I mean, you I can reach that. I've
2: got a Garden City, so I can't speak too much on this topic or else it could be a scary situation.
0: Be mobs coming for you.
3: <laughs> yeah. A mob. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice COVID mob. Um I guess speaking of mobs, I was flipping through your uh your social media the last A few days in in preparation for this, and just in general because it's fun. Um, But I saw you had taken a kind of a break off Twitter stuff like that. Um, Maybe maybe touch on that. Is that that's you're back now or?
2: No, I've I've I deleted the app off my phone. Kind of in the summertime ish. It was like I don't know. All I've ever like done and got uh, recognition for was just making jokes, no matter what was kind of happening and then uh, i guess just with the the lockdown and then when the uh george floyd murder took place it's yeah. like I trying to walk the tightrope of what to say and then also like i'm not this walking like meme that everyone thinks like <laughs> I'm, I'm i'd like to think i'm quite intellectual and i have a lot to give from uh um an ideology standpoint i really hope that people kind of come together i have a lot of uh different projects that i'm passionate about helping in the city and stuff so i like to kind of give my take but then if it's kind of like the boy who cried meme or if you (laughs) if you're always known to make a joke they're like well how can you say you're for the cause if uh if if you're making jokes during a time like this and then my mental health is just in a really bad place with a lot of different personal issues that were going on in my life at the time. And, um, just speaking with my fiance, um, we came to an understanding that, okay, gotta get help. So I went to therapy. I started reading a lot of good books and listening to podcasts. And, uh, I know it's a cliche of a book because so many people talk about it, but I read the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And, oh, yeah. um, uh, a big point of it was just having, um, there's positive. Uh, how do they put it? It's not energies, but it's. Oh, um, fuck. Why am I bl- <laughs> such a blank on this?
0: <laughs> Sounds like. A Clearly,
2: good book. the book was shit if I can't yeah, remember it's it. <laughs> um, it's garbage, literally not giving it. enough
0: of a fuck. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's just things to focus on to bring true like happiness. It's not anything that can be like short term, which is mm. dopamine rushes from like social media, uh, caring what people think about you, popularity. These are all um, oh values. So there's oh. like there's uh, positive values and negative values and positive values would be things that you can actually um, control yourself. So that would be like meditation, exercise volunteering stuff in the community building on relationships these are all things so i just realized that i was caring way too much about people's perception and twitter as you guys probably know is just such a terrible toxic place (laughs) so if you're going through the shit um it's not good to see kind of that negative energy and also i found that during like the that social peak it we really went away from Having actual conversations and looking at things from a rational standpoint. Um, people were just these 0.1% on Twitter that were just obviously known as far extremists uh, on the left that are just miserable and looking to cancel everyone. <laughs> that, that really was getting most of the uh, airtime on Twitter, I found. For sure. And It didn't matter what you had to say if you weren't kind of checking off certain boxes from a demographic standpoint, you should just shut the fuck up and not play any part in it. And um, speaking with a lot of my uh, friends, uh, like black, indigenous, whatever, it's just those voices that were being so heavily uplifted definitely didn't uh, create or resemble the entirety of the group it was just one way of looking at the situation so definitely just caught a lot of heat for i don't know being a comedian this time but i think it's kind of hypocritical when social injustice has been going on forever right
3: (laughs) yeah Mm. yeah
2: Um, just randomly picking and choosing what kind of offends you is uh very hypocritical I find. Well it's- and it's
0: yeah it's it's super common and it's more and more common but that's always been a, an issue with the left the quote the left um mm-hmm. because on the right um like I'm 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 a lefty and I think Randy is too um but For sure. we grew up around very conservative um people and the yeah. one thing that they're really good at is banding together, where it's like we are voting blue no matter what. That guy could yeah. piss in that person's mouth on Doesn't stage, matter. on camera, and we're going to vote for them every single time, which mm-hmm. yeah. is awful and it's not critical thinking and it's not very good. But it's cohesive and and they win things a lot, whereas the left is like, oh, you're not left enough or you're you're this or you're that, which means you can't be this or that. And they end up cannibalizing a lot of their own base well, because they don't want to do.
2: that's a very good point. It's like they make, they try to make enemies of people who are actually on their side. And I would definitely say exactly. that for all my life, I've I've considered myself to be uh, on the left. But I, you kind of hit the nail on the head of. I I open all types of conversation. I'll never shut down a conversation with anyone. I find that it's the best way to learn and have your ideologies be challenged and stuff. But what I do get with conservatism is that there's that fabric of what they stand for. And it doesn't really waver. And it's something that you can actually pinpoint. And that's why I think a lot of people lean conservative, because there's actually a set of guideline principles and rules and it's where the left seems to be challenging (laughs) yeah uh, it's changing consistently Mm -hmm. and uh it's i think a lot of the values it's it's like what what is the actual value coming of this because it seems like the way that uh they'll go about a lot of situations is is in an incredibly nihilistic um way of looking at different issues it's kind of like this moral patriarchy of trying to make it seem like you're a better person and and sharing things like graphic slides on instagram (laughs) makes you a good person as opposed to actually doing stuff in the real world it's like how many safe space posts do you need to make a week to make yourself feel like you're actually doing something right
0: (laughs) it's true and yeah a lot of that stuff makes people uncomfortable and and it's good that those graphics are being made and it's good that there's you know memes on the thing but at what point is it just you know masturbation that's the thing it's like
2: (laughs) I just knew like during that time especially it's like every influencer is getting message being like why aren't you using your platform all this stuff it's like Mm -hmm. these are really high level conversations and issues and i got caught up in that where okay i started posting everything i could that i was being sent and being an ally but then it just looks corny it's like i'm not educated i haven't been practicing this i'm just yeah. being shoved information to pass out when i actually don't really have an in-depth understanding it's like with the whole like defund uh oops oh, sorry bad. my battery's low there with the oh, whole good. uh you know defund the police and stuff and then it's like okay what actual laws are we looking to change i remember posting something out there and then finding out that actually seven out of eight of these things the winnipeg police are already doing and and so (laughs) you just kind of look silly if you're just jumping on a trend of trying to use a platform to uplift voices it's a very risky thing Mm -hmm. if you're not doing it properly
1: Especially well, because a lot of people just they don't want to be seen as the person who's not doing it right that, yeah. that's kind of the yeah. biggest thing and a lot of them are just doing it to check their you know their own little savior value it's not that they actually want to help but they want to make it look like they're helping and be like oh I'm coming in to save everybody so I'm awesome yeah yeah and yeah like yeah, I said, definitely. we're
0: all and we're all privileged more than most um as three at least visibly white people <laughs> and uh <laughs> how did you yeah. know that yeah <laughs> <can't assume> like <laughs> how dare um. Yeah. No. It's. It was an interesting time. Even during when Steinbeck had their own Black Lives Matter, uh, protest rally, whatever they they just at first they called it a protest. Then they were getting too much flack, so they changed it to I think a rally or a demonstration or something. People were getting real upset because they're like, oh, protest, blah 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 blah. Whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. they started yeah, it and, I've and it been, was no, like sorry, I've what?
2: been categorized by certain people as um like racist because during the election with trump i posted um on my instagram story just the snapshot of how divided the country still was and i essentially just stated that i hate trump would never vote for trump but (laughs) i think we can't keep looking at such a one-dimensional way of just writing every conservative off as being racist sexist homophobic because it's it's not that hasn't worked constantly controlling the oops oops, uh the (laughs) media and uh attacking anyone with a different opposing view of just putting them in this one-dimensional box um it's not going to create growth or change and then of course people just take that as me believing that you know all Trump supporters aren't (laughs) racist and I'm a Trump supporter. And like, (laughs) I went to the black lives matter rally and like all this stuff. My favorite movie is the black Panther. Like, how can I be racist? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But um, it was, but it's just ridiculous. It just goes to show that, okay, I'm not a true ally. And then this girl recently, this week, actually I found out has been going around sending instagram direct messages she did this 15 powerpoint slide on her instagram about how following people like me specifically uh (laughs) is toxic like you can't be uplifting voices like this then she messaged every mutual follower that they had to unfollow me or else they'd be blocked and stuff like that and i'm like what shit what message was i trying to share that (laughs) This way that you've directly demonstrated to me when I'm actually on your side and we could have had like a rational conversation. It's just I get painted off from just trying to explain that we need some freedom of speech to actually have constructive communication with one another. That makes me a Trump supporter. It's just (laughs) it's it's fucking sad. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, it loses like communication online. That's why I very seldomly get into big kerfuffles on social media because it lacks nuance and people just dig in their heels and it doesn't often work i recently got yeah. into a bit of a bit of a clusterfuck on facebook and uh you know it was it was fun for what it was but then it started devolving into all this other branches off of there's basically just white people talking about black people and racism and police brutality as though we yeah. know what the fuck's going on, which we don't. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was the same thing with the Steinbeck uh, protest that I mentioned earlier. We when when I first heard about it, I'm like fucking rights. Let's share it. We shared it on the, on the podcast, Instagram, shared a whole bunch. And a friend of mine mentioned, and it didn't even occur to me because that's how ignorant I was, I guess that I didn't look into who was organizing it. Kind of what I just heard that I, I, you know, I support the movement. I support the, what they were trying to do. Uh, but And it turned out it was fine, but she had, she kind of brought up and I kind of paused briefly because I had to look into it that at least two or three of the organizers were just young white girls, right? And one of the main things with a lot of the Black Lives Matter stuff or even just social injustice is we need to not be the voice. We can promote people of color's voices, but we shouldn't be the ones starting the chant, right? Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) in many cases, and uh so then if we found out that they had they were communicating with other people of color and and one of their other organizers was um also a person of color so it it worked out it was fine but even at the protest it made me very uncomfortable because a lot of the chanting was started by these like really young white kids that i know were doing it from a good place and i'm like okay i I get your enthusiasm and that's great but like they were just full on yelling, like red in the face, like Black Lives Matter. What's his name? You know all this stuff, and yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. great. You know, I'm I'm very happy that you're involved. Um, but I did some reading beforehand, and it, one of the points was, you know, like be there and be visible and and be helpful. But it's not your place to be like mm-hmm. promote like yeah. screaming it like that. Yeah. It's it was weird. No,
2: I definitely learned a lot during that that period and listening to. Uh, kind of the guidelines of how to be a proper ally but yeah it, that is just kind of going back to the point of the uh unorganization because you'll talk to so many different people who have mm-hmm. different perspectives on that right you shouldn't say anything you shouldn't have an opinion if you're white um and then black people say no please use your voices i think the the black mm-hmm. square thing on instagram was the perfect example of that right it's yeah. like show you're an ally solitude and it's like look at all these white people thinking that they're ending racism by posting a black square for a day and it's then back to their we normal content right, and it's win? like i'm sorry what <laughs> what can i do i could kill myself if that would just make <laughs> uh, which i've been told is actually the uh solution i should probably do but oh, well, uh, that's no I, it's d- definitely to your point where it's like i don't know bill burr has a good bit about that where it's like i'm a male feminist it's like well unless if you're a woman you can't actually understand it's like it'd be no sillier if i was like i'm a black panther with my my orange hair and blue eyes right i don't you're absolutely you're absolutely correct like um people in our position we can't speak on anything from uh what uh you know black people indigenous people are going through and we always have to be open and and uh, understanding of ways that we can help but it is definitely just very confusing when you get told five six different things and i find that's so hard to be deemed as a decent human in in today's society <laughs> there's oh, there's always absolutely. places where People can uh, catch you slipping on something that you Absolutely. did in the past or whatnot.
0: Start a podcast or be a comedian; those are probably a couple of ways that uh, yeah, that you're gonna... it's pretty, pretty much our culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, nobody tells us anything, so we can say whatever we want. All idolize
2: exactly. Rogan, yeah, the white yeah. Guy, there's Oprah Winfrey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 He's definitely the Hunter's Oprah Winfrey or something. For sure, he is. That's yeah. uh, I, I used to be a big Rogan fan, but it's I don't know. I'm kind of, I kind of lost my taste for it, I think, and I'm not sure exactly why. I don't
2: know. Yeah, I found it's it's changed a lot. I do like the atmosphere of this old one. Yeah. Um, I definitely have heard a lot about Spotify and what they've done with their content creators and and um how they control people and how they've effed over certain people that I really liked before. So I was a little concerned about it in the first place. And, yeah you kind of already saw the rumblings that occurred when he did switch over to Spotify with the staff and for sure i don't know I, i've never thought he's like the funniest guy in the world but i do love the conversations he's able exactly. to pull out from his guests he doesn't overstate his opinion he's willing to have a conversation with anyone and most I think of the time I, I can definitely
0: relate to that <laughs> he would there were very often like like i was he was actually the very first podcast i ever listened to randy re- recommended um, it mm-hmm. to me like 2014 or something was the first podcast I ever listened to was Joe Rogan featuring Graham Hancock, and uh, whose book is actually upstairs somewhere. Uh, Graham Hancock and delightful, love the guy, great, uh, great show. And for a lot of it, again, I I enjoyed Rogan for what it was, but now it feels like he's. Uh, for years, he keeps saying that I'm a lefty. You know, I like guns, but I'm a lefty, and you know, I like having open conversations and changing my mind. But over the last handful of weeks and months it feels like he's kind of less willing to be open-minded about things it seems it seems like he's almost purposely pushing i don't know pushing buttons the, or pushing yeah. i don't know it feels weird
2: yeah like obviously having alex jones on isn't uh, the most <laughs> left move
0: of all time and i'm not um, saying he has to be like I don't, i'm not saying he has to be left i'm just saying just mm, o- overall yeah. i get this weird vibe that it just feels like he's I I don't know it. It, it I feels think he weird. He feels now.
2: lost, man. Like if I'm being brutally honest with you, like I felt that way, where I was like, I hate everything I've been seeing from the left of just constant negativity, no For real sure. solution, confusion, and I had uh, so many people in my circle and in business and whatnot that were conservative, and I was like, going back to my Instagram post, I know you're not racist. Like I, one of them is uh, from Israel extremely religious and jewish and he thinks trump's a complete idiot (laughs) but he still would vote conservative and had a lot of different policies and reasonings as to why and he explained this and the more i just kept looking into having these conversations you realize it's so much deeper than just are you for uh equality or not like Mm -hmm. it, it is so much deeper than just that it's either you're racist or you're not racist it's either you're homophobic or not homophobic it's like if we're honestly looking at that being the divide that's in this country when it's so staggeringly divided Mm -hmm. let's change how we're actually going about this uh let's have conversations let's understand these ideologies so i think joe rogan probably felt that Okay, look at this uh, censoring freedom of speech. Look at how they're always wishwashing on different uh, standards of and moral exchanges, and that whole hierarchy of patting yourself on the back constantly and cancel culture. I think so many people are being pushed away from the left mm-hmm. because it's so hard to understand what the actual value
0: structure is. Oh yeah, and the goalposts change all the time, which yeah is both uh, good and bad because as a progressive you can't be properly progressing unless you're adjusting what you're striving for right so I get Mm -hmm. on some level that's a good thing but for people that are trying to pay attention and trying to figure out what the fuck you're doing (laughs) like it's it it, it, it looks like it's It's, just a jumbled mess
2: like that's that is like I I am speaking always to a core group of like black friends just we always have these conversations of uh, like why isn't this such a cut and dry thing like for example like black lives matter and then it's like well it's it's either a statement or a movement right Mm. i think it's um you're going to run into a lot of dirtbags who disagree with the statement right of course black lives matter yeah and then when it comes to the movement it's like well then that opens up a whole lot of different conversations right like do you want to completely abolish the police and i think a lot of studies do show that that wouldn't be the best move right now (laughs) I, i totally agree with uh funding going towards social services and and there needs to be way more training for police but it's like the the organization and 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 the movement i think do cause a lot of questions and it's hard for everyone to be on that same page because People agree with the statement, but there's still conflicting um, ideas of what actually needs to be changed, right?
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. It's like we've forgotten that humans are, you know, complex creatures. <laughs> and, you know, we all have... Like, It's like like the left and the right, they try to dumb everything down to the simplest of terms. You're this yeah. or you're that. If you're not with me, you're against me. And there's yeah. no... We say it all the time. There's no gray area left, right? But, like, we're all... Our brains are fucking crazy. Like, We're all gray? A bunch of people...
2: people I think if you're absolutely on one side uh, and and the opposite side, I think you're not educating yourself enough. Yeah. and mm-hmm. that might get me canceled for saying that, but it's just people. Well, then will get actually... canceled too, because I'm with you <laughs>
1: for sure. It yeah. totally makes sense.
2: Yeah, well, that's that's like just looking at all Trump supporters as as being this one dimensional thing. It's just. I agree that they're looking past it. I would never vote for him because I think he incites uh, racism, bigotry. Uh, obviously, look at him. What he did with Capitol Hill. It's like I don't care if you put like Big Bird from Sesame Street on the Democratic <laughs> side; I'd still go for Big Bird because I think this guy's just such an idiot.
0: He'd probably be better um, at speeches than Biden actually, who put Big Bird up there. Probably. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: A more uh, solid brain, but uh, yeah, that's not a thing too. It's like there's no reason to to not uh, vote for Biden. It's like there's there's actually a lot oh, of lots. different reasons why people had their issues with him, right?
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, What's well, another thing too? Like, and this is absolutely not anything we had planned on talking about, but this is fun. um Speaking. Yeah. Uh, Social issues and, and politics with a comedian. Cool. I
2: don't mind this over, yeah. It's like, so how do you like writing jokes and, and stuff? So I'm, I'm always down to just have actual real conversations. Yeah, so. man.
0: I think it's important. And uh, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? The fact that in the U.S. they have 350 million people and their leaders are always 800 years old. And always. And it's yeah. just, where, where's all the young people? Like, you know, even in Canada, think what you want about Trudeau. The guy's young. He's vibrant. Is a bit of a knucklehead, but at least he's he's Great gonna hair, live though. for a while. Right? <laughs> I don't I don't understand the the constant like. I, well, I guess I do understand it because in the US, and it's it always comes down to like they're
1: like they're just they're not experienced enough. They don't yeah. have the life yeah. experience.
0: I mean, Obama was no, like forty
1: something, so
2: it's eh. sad, man. It's like that's uh, the thing when I'm having like these deep level conversations it's like well educate yourself and then it's like hey well with what information right i feel like you can believe literally whatever you want to believe because there's going to be the information out there to back whatever your ideologies are exactly Mm -hmm. um so it's (laughs) tough you definitely need young voices to shake shake things up i think we saw that with greta Thunberg and, and the work she did but then she gets crucified for being young with the she know and then people find holes in it but or aoc i totally agree yeah. if if you're just looking at old white people uh being the in the house it's like it, it's so far from the voice of the actual community and society mm-hmm. yeah. I, th- I think you need some diversity and people exactly. getting hired into positions who are actually uh the most qualified is very important too i for I, sure i think you know with the trudeau example where it's like why was uh why was it so important to have it half and half and then the response is just like well it's 2020 or whatever it's it's like okay well it's kind of doing a disservice to the people that you elected you should mention that these were the best candidates for the positions and stuff i, I think just having a fabric that looks good on paper isn't yeah. always the, the best thing to do it in, is, in, in yeah. politics. We're, we're kind we of do on... You need diversity, for yeah. sure. But that that's diversity of age, ethnicity, and all that stuff. Too, and
0: experiences. Right? Yeah, like it, it's... I, again, this might be another thing that gets us canceled, but I'm always a bit hesitant to really lean into the ultra-left progressive thought of we need to have 50-50 male-female, 50-50 white-black, 50-50 blah-blah-blah-blah in these positions. And... Again, I want representation and I want people to have these positions, but to actively force that, it, it feels wrong. I mean, again, it's what do I know, right? And I think it's important. Maybe yeah, we do need to make it a bit unfair just, for a while. It's like wanna, but.
2: I, yeah, it's, it's it's a very tough point because like, I want to jump in and agree, but then I also totally get that it's just something that, uh, you know what is the solution then right because yeah. if we're just hiring based on actual uh, abilities you see how that quickly goes down the wrong wrong path where it is typically someone is just hiring because of uh you know intentional racism and yeah. you see that in the nfl with head coaches and
3: mm-hmm.
2: and stuff like that but yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's it's a problematic. Lot. it's just a lot of uncertainty a lot of confusion a lot of sadness i mean we see that with the lockdown constantly it's like try try stating your opinion without getting 50 different messages from people (laughs) regardless right you're going to get absolutely crucified oh yeah and it's not even like with not obeying covid restrictions it's it's it correct me if i'm wrong but it seems like this mentality not of oh god they're traveling i hope i hope they're healthy oh god the people that that could spread to no it's that we've been fucking locked down for months after months pissed off about it so if we see anyone who's not abiding the same rules that we are i'm going to absolutely shit on them and make sure everyone <laughs> thinks they're a bad person
1: yeah i'm right. calling the snitch line right now yeah.
2: yeah yeah it's like people getting like called out on christmas for like seeing different family members and stuff it's like well if we were actually supposed to be locked down since the end of november and you haven't had uh, contact with anyone, if you saw your parents, like, I don't think, like, that's a judgment call on your family and yourself. Like, I think if you go to Sobey's to get groceries, you have a much higher chance than, <laughs> of contracting the virus than seeing your dad who's been, like, fucking locked up in a house for yeah. two months, right? On Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm. So, sure. I don't know. It's just.
2: There's frustrations all around. And then well, and,
1: the, and then you have a premier who, you know, comes down and says, well, I'm not going to penalize my cabinet members for traveling somewhere. And then at the same conference, you give Manitoban shit for going out for Christmas. Like it's, <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And we're, as a society too, we're always going to want to look at that, be like, well, let me find that one example to explain why it's okay for me to travel. Right. That's just the way that we always work. So, mm-hmm. It's a slippery. I don't know. Uh, it's something <laughs> that I try not to tackle, and this is why maybe it's better to be a walking talking <laughs> meme. Because as you just start speaking things out, it's like that could get clipped, and then yeah, it's on your name forever. But yeah. I don't know. I'll I'll always listen to kind of what the government has to say. But do I agree that everything they've done in the stages that they have rolled it out was a hundred percent correct? I, I don't think anyone would agree with that. <laughs>
0: no, absolutely not. It's. I mean, yeah. It's, with, with you as a comedian, I mean, like you say, you're a walking, talking meme, or that's what people perceive you as. I mean, as a comedian, it's probably hard to to go around the world without being a caricature of yourself or being only perceived as that thing that you're known for, mm-hmm. um, which must be especially difficult during a pandemic or a year with social unrest. Like, how, how do you separate well, yourself from that? With,
2: yeah, the, the thing about myself is that that is anytime I meet someone it's typically the first thing out their mouth is that, wow, you're not really what I expected because who you're speaking with right now is typically who I am. I'm just very genuine. I'll always kind of stick to my guns. I I try not to be that overly annoying comic who (laughs) is a character of a human being, right? Like, right. um, You don't have to be
1: on all the time, right?
2: Exactly. That'd be awesome. So uh, like I have, education and marketing I, I have a good job in, in sales and i'm working on a startup app and i i volunteer on the board of mental health uh, for inspire community outreach and like there's oh. there's a lot of different facets well that's interesting and so we had angela taylor yeah, on it as yeah. a gift as a guest yeah huh. oh, sorry who
0: we had angela taylor from inspire community Outreach. Oh, yeah tonight. angela's mm-hmm.
2: a huh. human angel it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> anytime i talk to her i'm just like I feel like a piece of shit yeah. just being in your presence. <laughs> yeah, uh, she was delightful. Yeah, no, she's she's fantastic. So, um, yeah, there's just a lot of different facets. And again, going back to kind of the good values, if I was this character, it would be just trying to feed into please people. Um, and that's that's something that's very toxic. You can't really control that, right? So um, turning it on and off, I'm, I turn it on when I go on stage and I, I definitely would... have to say that i'm not i'm definitely a version of myself when i do stand-up like a lot of confidence and and uh you know trying to be a little darker pushing the envelope in in certain cases but uh when i'm off stage i'm typically just myself and sometimes i'll be funny if i if i have (laughs) enough drinks in me or in the right (laughs) social setting but i'm not always going to be trying to uh star jokes uh, and shit like that well that's kind of the
0: thing if you if you have to try to be funny um you're normally yeah. not <laughs> Well,
1: and the not best totally performers bad. are always just when they're up there entertaining or doing whatever they're doing it's just it's yourself turned up to like 10 or 11 right
2: yeah yeah and trust me like at open mics and stuff where well, there's 30 comics and we're all having beers before a show everyone hates the guy who's like <laughs> constantly running bits by you like you'll talk to certain comics where You don't even know who they are because every conversation starts with, okay, I had this thought the other day, and it's like, well, I was at Bulk Barn, and it's kind of crazy how like I'm like, oh my God, shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hey, uh, yeah, just walk up to him. Hey, man, how's it going? So, uh, (laughs) traffic, eh? Yeah,
2: there's a lot of those people. Can you watch my set and let me know how I did? I'm like, man, I'm just as bad as you. We all have to go through it together.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah. Randy, uh, when are you going to do an open mic? Are you going to go up there? Oh, Lord,
1: with never. <laughs> I'll do my do, it? I know do you my my two it. impressions like, and then go home. Yeah.
2: <laughs> God, no. I feel like every podcaster has, uh, has in the back of their mind that they should do it.
0: No.
1: No. Not a no. chance. Not a hope. Not no. you
0: guys? No. no. I can hide in my basement. Nobody can judge me here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm for far too anxious of a person to ever get up on a stage and start trying, attempting to crack jokes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, did I lose you guys here? Oh, you're still there. Your screen's gone, but I can still hear you. Oh, you're back. Okay,
2: there you go. Um, um Yeah, man, it's it's one of the most mentally draining hobbies or passions of all time. It's like the highest ties. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to charge my phone and it's just not <laughs> fucking working. Okay, I'll unplug it. Um yeah it's like the highest highs lowest lows like no matter what accomplishments like you're only as good as your last set in your own mm-hmm. mind and like
3: yeah it,
2: you'll be on absolute cloud nine and that's what makes it so addicting and there's people in our scene that have been doing it for 11 12 years bomb maybe 95 percent of the time but they keep <laughs> going back to it every week because of uh that rush that they could potentially mm-hmm. get of working on something and feeling that sort of uh love and enjoyment that you're feeling back from the crowd off of something you say is very uh very incredible and hard to describe unless if you felt it yourself and then uh there'll be nights where just a show that means nothing I crawl into bed and like just go on my fiance being like I'm never going to do comedy again like (laughs) holy shit I'm so not funny and everything that Woke Twitter hates about me. I say to myself already, so there's nothing that they could. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, you think you hate me? Uh, yeah. Have you, you met me? In the club yeah. of Julian Rowan, I'm the fucking president of this club. Yeah.
0: I know that feeling. Uh, I I have been hating me for
1: years. Yeah. Yeah. I know me better I than know. anyone.
2: It's <laughs> anything that yeah I've ever read about me is like, oh yeah, well you should have talked to me 12 years ago when I told myself that like. <laughs> Uh, I think you have to be pretty uh, pretty self-aware as, as a comic, and typically a lot of people are like dealing with their own issues, and it's just kind of their place to sort of escape. And, oh, for sure. Uh, the hard thing about comedy is that the whole creative process is being tried and tested in front of a live audience, so it would mm-hmm. be that way if you were a musician. You could actually work on the craft. In the comfort sure. of your own home, or an artist, and you could get your reps in, but you have to be completely vulnerable and open to the the crowd and in comedy, and that's kind of what makes it so scary and deflating. Inflating. and inflating And the other thing too is like if you're if you're a bad musician, no one looks at you as that being a detriment to your character. It's like oh, this guy just sucks at guitar, but if you go <laughs> up and you suck at comedy, it's like oh my god, this guy's the biggest loser. Like yeah, what uh, a bore. You know,
1: I'm never hanging out with him.
2: <laughs> yeah you're kinda, um, you kind of kind of wear your heart on your sleeve in in comedy and uh it's one of those things where the art kind of dictates who you are as a person which uh i wouldn't agree with and, and that's kind of the thing that i've gotten like flack on in the past is that these people think that they completely know me and know what i stand for just because i make a meme of yeah. something during a t- <clears throat> troubling time it's like you right. never talk to me
0: well that's like yeah that's like saying uh you know, you meet Christian Bale and you expect him to be Batman all the time. Yeah. Right? yeah. Doesn't make or any American sense. American <laughs> Psycho. I think he's closer to American Psycho every day than he is Batman. <laughs> yeah,
2: probably.
3: That seems a little crazy. Uh, um,
0: uh, the name Julian Rowan is, is very interesting to me. What What's your heritage? You're like Scottish or something? Oh God. Uh,
2: probably white. <laughs> um, I think uh, French. Uh, French and a little bit of Irish, but my like my dad, uh, they came from Quebec and uh, my mom was uh like from pretty much close to like a Hutterite colony. They were out on a farm, so very French. <laughs> uh her last name was Gervais, so oh. like Julien <laughs> Rowan. And I don't know, I, I can't speak a fucking word. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. My grandparents would like constantly be like Anytime we're having a good conversation, it would slowly just transition into being like, "Yeah, we just feel like we failed you since you can't speak French." I'm like, "Yeah, yes, you did. You should definitely think yeah. that every day."
0: You failed me in many ways, but this is the most profound. And then yeah. I, yeah,
2: yeah, and then I pulled the plug. Um, it was, yeah. <laughs> it's our last conversation.
0: Yeah, just the, you just learn. I don't know. You just say, uh, "Au revoir." And then you pl- unplug it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Here comes the pillow. Uh, no,
3: but uh,
2: my grandpa, he was a he was a he was a fighter. Distracted. He was no. he lived to ninety uh, ninety four and he was a World War Two vet. Wow and uh, like a prisoner of war and stuff and my grandma's really? still kicking it at like 90, 91 right now, so it's Shit. it's nuts. I'm definitely gonna not make it to like a quarter of that age, but no. <laughs>
0: I'm shooting for 50. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If I could get to 50, I'd be happy. I'd I mean, be pretty who comfortable, wants to yeah. see? If every year is kind of like 20, 2021, 20, 20, <laughs> like, oh, I'll, t- I'll take the early checkout, please. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, 30. I- I'm good at 30. 30 is done, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's great. Actually, um, you, should, uh, you should see if your grandma wants to come on a podcast. I want to talk to someone who's like survived go. a war or like been through that shit, even as a kid. Um, and I want actually. I tell a story with my. You could probably
2: uh, pretend to be me too because she has severe dementia right now. (laughs) That's fair. It probably won't be the best podcast (laughs) of all time, but uh, yeah, maybe not. (laughs) I can set it up.
0: (laughs) Just super tangential. So just walk off camera and just yeah.
2: At that age, though, it's just nice to talk to someone, right? Yeah, Yeah. for sure.
0: Well, and that's what uh, the. My wife was recently, she got uh, her teeth cleaned and she heard from uh, her dentist or whatever um, that apparently recently an old lady had come in. She came sat in, sat on the chair, whatever, and uh, and she basically, she told the dentist once she closed the door, she's like, I don't need a cleaning. I don't, you don't have to do anything. can Can we just talk? Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not allowed to leave my house. I haven't, I've been in lockdown since like March, and she's like, oh, I, so "You don't sad. have to do anything. Can, can we just talk?" And the dentist was like, "Well, yeah, you know, we'll just start with an examination, just to keep the keep the ball moving, right? Like, well, I'll still check mm-hmm. you out, and we can definitely talk." And then she's like, "She did need a cleaning, but she didn't want a cleaning. She just wanted, she right. just wanted to come and chat." So she said, yeah. like every thirty seconds, she would sort of swat the dentist away and be like, "No, let's let's just let's just talk." Um, and then at the end of it. She's like, uh, it's so sad. She asked the dentist. She's like, "Do you do you change your scrubs, uh, like every every after every client or every uh, appointment?" And she's like, "Yeah, for sure." She's like, "Can I hug you?" I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> "Oh my
1: <geez>. god!" <laughs> I know. Then I was gonna cry today, but all right. Yeah, I know.
0: I, like when I heard that, I'm What's like, so "Oh my sad. god!" And then she basically said that um, she grew up, or, or when she was a kid. I don't know where she grew up from. I don't, I don't know this lady, but apparently she grew up. During World War II. Um, so she's, I guess, old, old. Um, but maybe she was a young kid in Europe. I, I I don't know. So she said that the lockdown was akin to growing up in that and that they had curfews and lockdowns and, and you got to go hide and right. whatever else. Um, but still, hearing that, I'm like, Jesus Christ. And if people. she
2: posted that on social media, every U of W theater student would just write her off of the shit person for. <laughs> Trying to uh, <laughs> make the relation.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> How
0: what dare mean, you? You know,
2: Grandma. Yeah. I just took algebra.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There's only so much Netflix to watch, Grandma. Okay, you don't know what it's like. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Am I still my? Um, I guess this wasn't connected to my Wi-Fi and the cellular data cutout. am I, am I still there for you guys? Or is it yeah, kind of choppy now?
0: Okay. Yeah. Near here. I mean, whatever. <laughs> um whatever 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 we don't you're we don't need you we much. don't need you yeah I um feel that <laughs> more likely you don't need us so i get that um so thank you for joining us but um, <laughs> yeah i oh. did you're,
2: you're glitching
1: you're glitching now you're cutting out yeah
0: yeah you were good till right then now you're just chop chop chop
1: chop chop get jinxed it
0: yeah. Oh, he's
1: frozen. Well, he's like gone, gone now. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was just kidding. You can stay. We can keep talking. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Please come back. Yeah.
0: We we do need you, Julian. We do need you. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, might super... be... Okay, is that better? Uh, Well, at least it's working now. It's kind of
1: super I fuzzy. I can hear but... you. I'm going
2: to... <laughs> um, my wife fi has hurt my feelings too much.
1: Uh, Quick location change. Here we go. Yeah. Costume change. <clears throat>
2: okay. Let me know if it's, if it's popping up. But I think.
0: We'll see. Yeah. At least you're moving right now.
1: <laughs> I think you're good. I think you're back. Okay.
2: Yeah. I uh, No, it's just like all the podcasts that I typically did. It's like these 18, 19-year-old guys who... Are still in their parents' basement, so like this is
0: a nice change of pace, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're uh we're a bit old. Uh It's just two
1: thirty-year-old guys in their own basements now. That's yeah, all. we own this yeah. place.
0: Well, we're in debt for this place. Not our parents' <laughs> debt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
2: paid off 100%.
0: <laughs> yeah, my my parents didn't pay shit for this. We didn't even have a basement growing up. That's that's how far I've come <laughs> from where I grew up.
1: Hey, there you go. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs>
0: yeah, we had a crawl space and that didn't count. Um. Sounds anyway. Sorry. Anyway. Anyway. Um. Let's. Uh, real quick. What's your? What was your? What was your biggest bomb? And what has been your greatest show that comes to mind? What's What's the biggest one?
2: Uh, I honestly most memorable bomb would probably have to be that first time I did comedy. <laughs> uh that that feeling was awful but then there's sometimes like open mic that the cavern were pretty notoriously bad closer to the end and i was going up to do a 10 minute set and there's just one lady in the whole crowd and she's wearing a squid hat um and she didn't laugh the whole time so i had to do like 10 minutes of comedy just in front of a crazy lady wearing a squid hat
1: <laughs> that's, um, so that's phenomenal
2: it might be the worst or best show uh now that i think about it but uh (laughs) and then i don't know i've had some pretty sweet shows the the one that does stick out the most to me was first time ever doing comedy outside of winnipeg i was like stressing like okay how am i going to compare is the crowd going to like me and um i just said like it was the most electric sort of crowd and i i kind of learned that from a lot of different people uh the crowds are typically a lot younger and and, and whatnot and like let's say vancouver or toronto then like rumors you'll typically get an older demographic typically mm-hmm. more, um conservative and stuff so it was uh fun to like just go out to a different city and, and kind of crush it with, uh you know them relating to of this stuff sometimes if i go up i'm like hey i'm a millennial uh, how am I going to make these like 70-year-olds laugh with uh, <laughs> dick jokes?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what,
0: what would you say your style is? I, I, I've only watched a few clips because, I obviously, I'm, I don't go to rumors that often. So, unfortunately, I haven't seen you yeah. perform. But what, what's your style?
2: That's a unique question. I should have an answer to it. Uh, <laughs> the
0: answer can be you don't have a style. That's That's fine, too. You don't have to be, like, penciled into a certain thing.
2: Yeah, like it's not storytelling. Um, I like, I say, like, observational and relating things to uh, how ridiculous it could be. It's typically, where I'll go with it, and I don't like having a lot of fat on my jokes. It'll typically be like that Rose story is like my longest kind of joke. Like, typically, it'll be set up for the punchline, and then it's the upper. And so I like to, like, have a lot of reps on my jokes and have it be mm-hmm. very fast-paced. So even if I do a five-minute set at, at an open mic, there's, like, a lot of material in there. Um, I like to definitely die with any topic. I do think that you can make anything be funny. But at the same time, I understand a lot of stuff is going to sound crazy if I come from a point of looking um, white. Eighteen-year-old lesbian talking about different uh, social issues. <laughs> I understand what I look like. Give too much adult perspective, but oh, I just have fun. And I, I find that uh, the longer you do it, the more uh, you kind of get used to what makes it work and and kind of plunk away and I found that when I actually deleted my Twitter, it was. Uh, really helpful because instead of just thinking of those quick little comments or captions got in, they it more so about what could be an actual bit and, and something you're, you're you kind noticed, of glitching a little bit there Julian sorry what
0: you're kind of glitching there a little bit
2: mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I can move up but uh, did you guys do you typically go for over an hour or
0: so well, we, can, or? we can shut her down right away um Mm-mm. We j- I just wanted to quickly do um I don't know if you have time but we 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 sometimes do a little rapid fire kind of uh jokey jokes not even jokes just rapid fire questions then we answer first thing comes off your head which is always fun to do with comedians.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, let me move upstairs. Um just give me a sec, okay?
0: Sure. Nice. No do you
2: guys edit the clip or anything like that?
0: Well, if I have to. <laughs>
2: okay. I was planning on just jerking for a
0: quick five. <laughs> That's fair. Randy masturbates throughout every episode, all the time.
1: Yeah, it's just it's part of the process. You ever see you see my shoulder just doing this? Yeah. People on YouTube, <laughs> no audio, you never catch it, but video for sure.
0: You just got to mute the mic, and you can do whatever you want. Yeah, it's like it's like
1: an Easter egg for people. Just.
2: <laughs> well, it's the best part? What's the best part about Zoom? Is I'm. My dick's actually hanging out from underneath. You can't see.
0: <laughs> What's that called again? When you're. Okay, uh, it should be better here. When your dick's just poking out of your shirt, when you're just wearing a shirt and nothing else? There's a term for that. Is it just shirt cocking? Like I don't remember.
1: Shirt cocking, maybe, yeah. I don't remember. Okay, that's better. Turtling?
2: Out of my dungeon. Turtling. Tur- I think we <laughs> can start the trend.
0: Yeah. yeah. Who's to say we haven't already? Let's. Uh, yeah. Hashtag turtling Turdling
2: should really take off. I'll just walk around. For sure. Superstore with my dick out. Yeah. No. It's just. It's just called turtling Don't worry about. Yeah, it Yeah. It's fine.
0: Don't worry about it. Just put a little mask on it. Yeah.
1: It's a new trend. It's on TikTok. You'll find out soon. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Christ. <laughs> All
0: right. We'll quickly do a few. Um. Uh. Yeah. So we'll each. We'll each answer. I haven't. Randy doesn't know any of these questions yet. Um. Because I just make them up. Kay. Um, alright you don't have to try nobody has to try and be funny just answer whatever whatever comes to mind um, no right. pressure no Kay. no pressure Metallica or ACDC
2: dc we'll start with Julian uh, Metallica. Yeah. Metallica simply because mm. of the guitar hero songs that are instilled in my brain
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can just see the colors for one when go I'm across playing
3: my, playing playing my head yeah
1: yeah <laughs> uh, Metallica for me too
0: Likewise, ACDC is is fine for brainless listening, but uh, for actual good music, Metallica. Um, favorite board Kids game in
2: my school. Weren't allowed to wear ACDC shirts. Fun <laughs> I, I
0: don't think we were either.
2: <laughs> no. Yeah, no. probably not. Einstein, Antichrist,
0: <laughs> Devil's Child. <laughs> Duh. Um. Oh, did Julian freeze again? Yeah. It looks like Oh right. no! Oh, oh, you're back! Oh, you're back! You're back. Okay. Uh,
2: very manic expressions.
0: <laughs> the video is going to be <laughs> really interesting. Just, just <laughs> Julia's really like face. Just. <laughs> All right, Randy. Favorite board game.
1: Favorite board game. Oh, I do love Monopoly.
0: Oh, what a weirdo! I, probably, I think you're a psychopath.
1: Uh, I think if I had to I pick one, it. I think I had to pick one, probably Game of Life because it's easy, quick. Fair.
2: Oh, you just have it all figured out, don't you? That's um, right. Life is my board game, man. Um, <laughs> I got. Uh, I love playing uh, Scrabble. It's like classic. I think playing with my grandma. Uh, not with you had to mention. <laughs> I was gonna say you win really <laughs>
1: easy now, don't you? Ass, um, Step it up, come on.
2: She keeps, uh, over and, over again. Um, and yeah, I. I love Yahtzee. I don't know if that counts as a board game. Sure. That's a good choice. Uh, For my sure. Fiance yeah. and I are very into it. I'm um, over <laughs> the board games. That's sex night, pretty much. Right, babe?
0: <laughs> you kind of glitched, so I don't know what you said, but I think there was a sex joke in
1: there. <laughs> Something about sex.
2: <laughs> no, nah, I said, yeah, my fiance and I, we just play a lot of board games, so it's pretty much our sex night.
1: Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> got
0: to do what you got to do. Um, <laughs> that's fair. Mine... uh might be a cop-out. I'm going to say chess right now and access and Allies otherwise. Um, okay. If you could punch anyone in the world, Julian, without repercussions, who would you punch?
2: TJ <laughs> <DJ> Blitz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or Ben Shapiro has like, probably the most punchable face. He does. I don't like, hate him as much as a lot of people, but oh my God, just his smirk. Yeah, is just enough. Yeah. <laughs> as it's, he's I as he's reading
0: the lyrics scared. to WAP, you just give him give him a knock.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see him just yeah take one take yeah. one in the face. Or yeah. Trump Trump would be good.
0: His would be too easy though. He wouldn't even feel it.
2: You'd have just like toner on your knuckles. Feel <laughs> like you'd just an entire Cheetos into Cheetos bag. Yeah, it's
0: like <laughs> punching a powder puff. Um <laughs> yeah. Randy, uh, who would you punch?
1: Who would I punch? Oh, good lord! Um, First name comes to your mind. I would, I would punch Bruce Willis.
2: <laughs> oh, he'd not <can't. laughs> No repercussions.
0: Yeah,
1: you may just, as well. because I feel like he'd be a dick, so I'm just gonna punch him.
0: <laughs> I am a I neat would not guy. Fuck with Bruce <laughs> oh, Bruce Willis. Um. First that came to my mind was was also Trump, even though it would probably be less satisfying than it's worth, so I don't know. Yeah. Um this one's a bit dated, but uh go to Christmas music. What do you what do you listen to during Christmas?
2: Oh man. I blast like yeah. I've the Sono speaker uh all throughout my house and during Christmas, like I'm very festive and I throw on a lot of Christmas is a year at like full volume. So you play to- what? Uh, All I Want for Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey, always a classic. Good man. Or such shit. it, and like you can really, you can actually like dab to it. It's it, it, you can dance like any new trend coming along. You can you know, get a little bit of this action. Stuff. Um, and, While you're turtling, uh, slept on Christmas track would be Don't Shoot Me Santa Claus by The Killers. I love. It's,
0: I don't know if I ever that's heard a it.
2: Sleeper pick for
0: me. Mm, oh, nice. It's a good choice. It's a good one. Randy, go to Christmas music. Uh,
1: I don't really have any go to. Trans Siberian Orchestra is kind of what I throw on if we're like decorating the tree or the home or the Home Alone soundtrack.
0: oh that's okay. a banger. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For oh, me, it's Charlie
2: Brown soundtrack too. That's <laughs> what I grew up.
0: On. Mine is Boney M. Christmas all year. Everything else can die. It's all Boney M. For me. Which one? Um, there you go. The Boney M. Christmas album.
2: Okay, maybe I gotta check that
0: out. You might be too young. I don't know. It's just what my dad played every Christmas that I can remember, and that's what I play. Or maybe some pentatonics, Michael Bublé. You know the usual. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boney M is is Anything uh, but uh,
2: over by John
0: Legend is me like so depressed.
2: (laughs) Anytime that comes on.
0: I I missed the song title again. You you glitched while you're talking.
2: Perfect. Anytime I have a, a joke, it just cuts out perfectly. Always. Just like that John Just makes you want to cry.
0: He <laughs> did it again. It's like war is over. Oh, my
2: God. Whatever. I've actually just been saying racial slurs and yeah. it cuts out perfect.
0: Christ. Okay. Well, uh, well, we'll rattle through these real quick. Um, First celebrity crush, Julian go.
2: Oh, man. Uh,. Megan Fox or (laughs) Yeah, Megan Fox and Transformers and then Lights. The singer lights for some reason, even though she was like brutally anorexic and stuff. uh, everyone (laughs) in high school just like loved her.
1: That's fair. (laughs) Randy, first celebrity crush. Uh Xena. Lights is an underrated lights is an underrated pick. Good call. What did you say, Reg? I said (laughs) Xena. Xena? No, it was Kirsten Dunst in the first Spider Man.
0: Ooh, Ooh. That nipply scene yeah, in the second Spider Man is where boys became men.
1: Yeah, that revved 12 year old Randy's engine real good. Yeah. <laughs> Your pillows were never the same. <laughs> yeah. Just oysters for days over my sheets. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God.
0: Well, this went from fairly PG to rated R real quick. Um,. <laughs> Mine was, if I'm being honest, probably uh, Daisy Duke, but Steven that's boring. Boyle. So my real one is Emma Watson because I've loved her forever. So, right. yep, since I was 11.
2: Hermione just did something, eh? She mm-hmm. grabbed that wand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you felt your own wand. With- Wingadium <laughs> Leviosa.
0: That's what it was. Yep.
3: Uh, oh.
0: Yeah. Dirty, yeah. dirty Harry yeah. Potter jokes. That's what this podcast is for. Um, yeah. Favorite boy band? Julian.
2: Ooh, fuck. I'm not, you know what? I'm going to say one direction, even though <laughs> I hate them as a group, but they all independently have gone on to do incredible stuff. For I, sure. love, I love Harry Styles. Yep. I love Zane. I like uh, Neil. I think there's the one guy that everyone doesn't care about, which I can relate to
0: the Ringo Starr.
2: <laughs> I think he's done anything, but. I think they're my favorite boy band because of what they've uh, accomplished outside of it.
0: (laughs) The sum of all their parts, yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Randy, favorite boy band? Favorite boy band? Oh, go ahead.
1: uh, Backstreet Boys, hands down. And I'd just pull Justin Timberlake out of NSYNC if I had to pick one from them.
0: It's fair. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm a big JT
0: guy. That makes sense. Everybody is a big JT fan. Come on. Um, I heard a story that when he was at the White House, he asked Obama if he could... um, play basketball on the court and uh he took a couple of three uh fuck a couple of free throws and then he asked if he could take the ball home and they said no so not everybody is <laughs> big on justin timberlake but anyway uh for me it's nsync uh growing up i legit <clears throat> embarrassingly enough i'm gonna throw this out into the ether and i can get crucified for it i actually drew fan art to nsync as a younger as a younger boy sent it in didn't hear back.
1: I did not know that. Wow. Yep.
0: I haven't told anybody that. Wow. Nobody knows that. Um, Is that
1: like
2: the scene in uh, Super Bad where you draw dicks? And you
0: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even faces. It was just five dicks, and I sent it into yeah. NSYNC. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, uh, a couple more here. Uh, that one's boring. Homer Simpson or Peter Griffin?
2: Peter Griffin for
0: sure. Mm, I know the Randy's diehard, answer.
2: Uh, family guy sure. probably corrupting the most. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fair.
1: Randy, Homer Simpson, Peter Griffin. Uh Homer Simpson all day. Yeah, I think. I'm, I'm a I'm a Simpsons guy through and through. Uh
0: I uh, I, th- mm.
1: I love I love the raunch of, of Family Guy and Peter Griffin, but but Simpsons is in my heart, so it's
0: fair. Yeah.
1: Like I
2: I grew up on both for sure, but I think just that level of stupidity and raunchiness just something I had never really heard before. When it came out, I was just like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. I think that comes back to like comedy doing. it's like, it's so many examples and metaphors and just like quick little things. It's just what I I was like, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) just the the vomit falling out of Seth MacFarlane's mouth. Um... (laughs) Yeah. South Park or Rick and Morty?
1: Oh, I love Rick and Morty, but I got to go South Park.
0: Likewise, South Park.
2: Yeah, I didn't really. uh, I'll say I didn't watch a crazy amount of South Park, but I'd have to say Rick and Morty just because. It was such a, like a hyped-up show, and I just recently watched it. I was like, hey, this can't be as good as everyone is making it out to be, and I was like, this is just such a different tier of uh, <laughs> like writing, and it's just so obscure that I just like I loved it. Like, the DC's <laughs> episode and stuff. Come it's on, Morty. <clears throat> episodes from South Park that I quote all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. It's definitely – it's super iconic, but
0: – Well, that's because you're – Rick
2: a... and Morty's a little more fresh.
0: Well, don't you? You probably just quote Cartman all the time because you're a racist Trump supporter, right? (laughs)
2: Exactly. No, I'm Canadian. It's just my mouth glitching. Especially (laughs) on the
0: (laughs) media. Fuck, buddy. Um, Okay, Uh, real quick. Which Simpsons character are you, if you had to pick who you were in Simpsons? Uh,
2: A mixture between Bart and Moe. Smoke for
3: the depression or uh. for shit to stir. <laughs> <laughs> the drinking.
0: Yeah. Uh, Randy, who are you?
1: Oh, Lord. Uh, probably like Flanders because I think I'm too nice most of the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mix of and Flanders. And- takes off <laughs> yeah, 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 Stupid, sexy Flanders. Yeah, <laughs> uh, probably Flanders and like a little bit of Wiggum because I'm pretty fucking stupid sometimes, too. I love Wiggum. That's fair. Uh,
2: Sex life is Willie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. me up,
1: woman!
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I'd probably have to say a mixture of Lisa and... Um, fuck, what's his name? Ralph?
2: <laughs> yeah, I chew, chew, choose.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: That episode's heartbreaking. I'm
0: in trouble. Um, Okay. (laughs) And finally, uh, this isn't uh, like some self-flatulating thing, but favorite podcast right now, what are you listening to?
2: uh, No one in Steinbach is going to know what this is, but uh, I love the Joe Budden podcast. Um, They were actually number one on Spotify. And I... Joe Budden was like kind of this antagonist in hip hop where he's just a dick to people, and that's yeah. all people know him from. Hmm. Uh, but then when you actually listen to him, it's him and his three best friends, and uh, the camaraderie, and. Uh, compatibility just on the podcast they're so funny they talk about all things training but then uh bill burr's monday morning podcast i recall just like being glued to that and i think that's the most impressive one because he doesn't have guests on it it's yeah. literally just him rambling yep, right. and even when he advertisements like i don't skip it he's just so fucking funny <laughs> when he goes through it but.
3: for a lady
0: um. Yeah,
3: for a lady. <laughs> All right, Randy. <laughs>
0: Randy, yours is probably a wrestling one, if I had to guess. Uh,
1: it's wrestling adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's oral sessions uh, with Renee Paquette. Is her name? She was a former announcer. She's from Canada. She's actually started a career on the score.
3: Mm. Oh, um.
1: Cool. Doing, uh, like wrestling reviews and stuff for them. So it's she's recently left, uh, WWE. She was working there, so now she's actually able to do her own thing and not really have to worry about because she's like super Canadian, like very raunchy humor. Um, so it's nice to see her be able to just go unfiltered now. So that would be my current favorite. Cool, yeah,
2: it's awesome. The score was uh, legendary for sure.
1: Cool,
0: cool, 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 cool. Um, mine are just the boring ones, you know, Lab, Game Scoop, um. Uncovered from CBC is really good. But, uh,
2: Wait, and of Randy, course. do you remember the Red Rocket on the score? You kind of remind Rock- me of him. He, <laughs> oh, he was the best. Like, he, uh, I don't know his actual name, but that was. His name. I, I that's
1: don't what we know call, if I do know. I'll have to, uh, I'll do a quick Google in here. That's what yeah, we call
0: do dog penises. So that's funny that Randy reminds me of
1: that. <laughs> yeah. I resemble those two. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that checks out.
2: Just like a lovable ginger.
1: <laughs> I can't say I remember now. Shit, no, I have to. Uh, oh boy, I have to do some looking around. Randy's yeah, falling no, apart. I haven't
2: of him since he uh, since the score left. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, all right, cool. <laughs> cool. my ADD brain.
0: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Let's uh, let's get the fuck out of here. We've we've stolen too much of your afternoon. Uh, it's just about ho- uh, football time for you. So.
2: Yeah, That's, no, this was awesome, guys. Super nice to meet you, and uh, hopefully, once uh, the lockdown's up and whatnot, come to a show and have some beers together. That'd be awesome.
1: For totally
0: sure, Love me some comedy. Okay, all right, buddy. Thanks Take for joining care, us, guys. Cheers, Julie. Have, have go, a buddy. great weekend. Yeah, Bye. you too. Okay, okay. okay. Um, th- again, that <laughs> that did not go exactly as I had anticipated. <laughs> um, nope. But, that's the beauty of the Two Idiots Podcast, folks. We don't... We can't be kept in a box. We do
1: what we want. It went, it went sideways in the best of ways.
0: Indeed. Indeed. Touched on a lot of important things. Uh, funny guy, definitely check out... Oh, I forgot to even ask him to plug it, but go to Julian Rowan on Instagram and Twitter and all that jazz. Um, he, oh, Julian underscore Rowan on Instagram is what there it you is. Go. Funny memes. He uh, made fun of Chris Trevler recently, so I called he him on it. He um, did. But definitely check him out. Funny guy. And and once COVID decides to fuck off, then um, hopefully we can see him live.
1: For sure. That'd be nice.
0: That would be nice. That would be nice, Randy, if we could see anything live. You know?
1: It would be a missing interaction and, uh, and uh, people in general.
3: <laughs> yeah. Which
1: is something that I wouldn't usually say because I'm like super socially anxious and like an introvert by heart. But yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah it's it's been a weird time hopefully over the next week or two um things go mostly back to normal but we will we'll see
1: so we shall
0: while you're on instagram looking at julian rowan and listening to his you know or listen check out his funny memes listening to his stand-up clips uh maybe sending him shitty dms because you don't like how he talks mm-hmm. uh,
1: as you heard this episode all he is is a meme guy so yeah
0: that's all he does that's all he's worth um but while you're there look up The Two Idiots on social media as well we are at Two Idiots Podcast on Instagram search for The Two Idiots Podcast on Facebook or Two Idiots Show on Twitter on YouTube we're also there Two Idiots Podcast and we're probably somewhere else. Where How else should people get us, Randy?
1: Uh, you can get in touch with us by sending us an email to podcast at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, you know, what you would like about the show, what you don't like. If you have some guest suggestions, um, throw them our way. Dick pics, of course. I may not talk about them if they're too beautiful, just <laughs> like Shane Sims. Because um, they just, they they City me beard my oil. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, pick up some beard oil from Peg City Beard Company. i just shout him out real quick. Um, again, soon to be sex shop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And you can also find us at patreon.com slash idiots podcast where you can th- throw some shekels at us. If you so like the show and want to help us uh, keep creating and, and upgrading your listening and viewing experiences, it would be much appreciated. We start as low as $3 a month. Uh, go check it out. And uh, if you want to sign up, we'd very much appreciate
0: it. Yep. There are tiers for everyone. So three bucks a month. Let's be real. You're not going to notice whether it's there or not. So, mm-hmm. but we will. So send us that. But there's also higher tiers. So. At the $7 tier and higher, you are a member of our Idiot Hall of Fame.
1: Hall of Fame. Yep, that's,
0: that's how you can get there. So basically, our current wonderful people that are in the Idiot Hall of Fame are as follows. Let's, let's alternate, Randy. I'll do the first, you do the next, if you have it up.
1: Okay, so you read Chad to be totally unprepared for this. So All right, I'll just read him speak. out then.
0: Never mind. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. I
1: got him. We'll alternate. Okay. Okay, so Mitchell Buckers. Buckers. What a man. What a What a, what man. a, what a, what a strapping lad. No, now
0: you're a man.
1: We also have Brian Moore.
0: woo woo. Followed by Mr. Drew McDonald.
1: Followed by Kayla Lundberg on behalf of herself and Jordan Peters.
0: And my surrogate mother and Randy's actual mother, Danny Duick, is also in the idiot hall of fame. So you could be too. Hey. Yeah. So uh, all the different tiers get different perks, different benefits, different bonuses, uh, bonus content, merch draws. You know, um, we take you out.
1: Ability. Um, no, you have the ability to to uh, you know ask suggest topics for the show that we may do Patreon exclusive episodes on.
0: Exactly. So if you want a bit more of us. Or if you just want to help us out, go to patreon.com slash two idiots podcast and support us. But we understand we don't have to. Times are tough for a lot of people. And, uh, but so if you do, we appreciate every dollar that you give to us. Um, and, uh, we're going to use it towards building something better for you. For mm-hmm. you. We're going to,
1: we're going to, we're going to, we're going to bring you in, we're going to hug you when it's socially acceptable to do so. Well, totally. And, uh, and, and just keep upgrading your experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Awesome folks. Well, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Definitely check out Julian Rowan on on all the all the platforms. We apologize for the glitchiness. Um can't be helped. It's the way of the world.
1: It happens.
0: Yep. So hopefully there was enough there for you to uh to enjoy. So, yeah. Thank you for listening, folks. Enjoy your day, week, year, month. And uh be kind.
1: Be kind, rewind. Something all the time. Yeah. All right, folks. Peace out. Bye.